welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Today I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, speaking with Jeremy Cowart. How's it going, buddy? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Doing well. We're here on a, a Monday morning, trying to get over the Mondays a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but as my kids have been saying to me, it's a good day to have a good day. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> It's actually finally sunny. I'm just excited about sunshine. It is the sun is out, and that is amazing how that changes everything. As we've had so much rain in so many different parts of the country uh, lately. Absolutely, like literally two or three weeks of overcast rain and cold. So <laughs> sunshine is medicine right now. The sun is here. Jeremy, tell me a little bit about who you are. What's what's your story in a nutshell? Um, from Nashville, been here my whole life. Grew up. Uh, thinking I wouldn't accomplish much due to I was never making good grades or doing very well. My, my words were always, I can't growing up. And so I, is that uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually released a, a video about that, um, recently about my life story called I'm possible. Um, cause the word impossible actually spells yes. I'm possible. Right. Um, but yeah. And so, uh, you know, then I went on to, kind of stumble into the photo industry. I was a graphic designer beforehand, so I picked up a camera to shoot textures and things to incorporate into my design work, and then I fell in love with the camera, and then I started photographing my friends. But living here in Nashville, my friends would then get signed to record labels, and record labels would start using me. Mm. And then an agent in Hollywood, I beat her for a job, so she discovered me because I beat her. And then I... We signed a deal, and then it was, all of a sudden, I was shooting celebrities in Hollywood, and you know the Kardashians and Sting and all kinds of people. And um, so, yeah, my career went from zero to sixty. I mean, literally, especially in hindsight, I realized how ridiculous it was for me to, within a year, from picking up a camera to, you know, all of a sudden I'm in Hollywood shooting some of the biggest campaigns. When you out say there. you beat her, what does that mean? Like, like she, you were, got the job. Yeah, I got the job. So there was like a bunch of photographers up for it, and she represented several of them. Mm. And then I got the job, and that's how she discovered me. She's like, hey, you just got a job that I was up for, but I really like your work. She's like, do you have an agent? I was like, what's an agent? What are you, ta- what are you talking about? And so, uh, so yeah, we signed a deal. And then uh, and so that was, uh, I mean, literally the first year of, of shooting. And so uh, I was extremely lucky. And that was so, your first year? Of shooting, mm-hmm. and did, yeah. didn't you move out there? I did. I did. We moved out there for a year and a half, and uh, actually loved it out there. And um, but it's a long story as to why we came back. We were kind of forced to come back due to a bad. Uh, we had somebody living in our house in Nashville, mm. a tenant that nearly destroyed our house. Oh goodness! And didn't pay rent, so he okay. kind of uh, <laughs> he kind of forced us to leave LA and come back home. Um, which, you know, was crazy, but I don't regret it because I love Nashville and I'm, I'm fine to be here. But it is sometimes interesting to just wonder, like, what would have, have happened had I stayed in L.A.? The what um, ifs. Yeah, the what ifs. And so, um, but that was our story. So we're, we're back here and uh, very, very happy. Now everybody in L.A. and New York is coming to us because Na- yes. Nashville's just booming. And so... Uh, it's fun to have my hometown be the the it city right now. Well, it's got to feel good too to be here somewhat in the Midwest slash South. I really don't even know how it's categorized these yeah. days, but to have people from the coasts come to you. Yeah, exactly. You kind of know that 
you made it when that happens maybe <laughs> sounds the, good to me anyway yeah the city the city has definitely made it that's for sure what what are you doing currently what's what's on your plate recently yeah i feel like i have uh three i'm juggling three careers right now which is uh shooting still i do a lot of public speaking now um which that's taken up a huge chunk of my time but then the third most increasingly important and third uh, third most important chunk of my time is just but the purpose hotel mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to build a global hotel chain from scratch uh you know that's a that's a massive massive endeavor that we're we're working on we're being we being my business partner and i how's it coming along amazing uh had the idea five and a half years ago scared of it for three and a half years literally just like paralyzed in fear i'm not touching that idea <laughs> uh and then because it, it was too big too big yeah i'm a, here i'm a freelance photographer with a big idea for a hotel chain you know my mid-30s how does one like that go and you know <laughs> How does a how how does a thousand air build a you know hundred million dollar uh, thousand air yeah build a hundred hundred million dollar building uh, so yeah I just didn't do anything but I still love the idea and then a couple of years ago my business manager uh, at the time you know we started talking and uh, started putting one foot in front of the other um, launched a Kickstarter campaign that took us about nine months to. Mm-hmm. get ready for that and then we launched it and that was huge huge success and uh actually the first one failed because our goal was so lofty and so mm-hmm. high so then we did it again immediately we raised 700 grand to get the ball rolling to mm-hmm. raise initial funds to do what we need to do mm-hmm. and now um it looks like we have land downtown nashville uh which is that is, right yeah which is insane um and so we've been working on pitch decks and all kinds of geeky business stuff for months now. And um, we're currently pitching to big time investors to uh, actually raise the building and build build a probably about a $60 million building. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What is the purpose hotel? Um, basically everything in the building will be connected to causes and nonprofits. So... For example, every room is going to sponsor a child and tell their story. Mm. All the artwork will come from my humanitarian artist and photographer friends. Imagine Joey L. work hanging mm. in the hotel. Um, uh, let's see. The soaps and shampoos will come from places like Thistle Farms, which employ women out of domestic abuse and mm. violence. Um, the internet fee will fight human trafficking through international justice mission. When you order room service, you'll feed a child through food for the hungry. So it is that everything you touch is is making the world a better place. And so uh, we have probably 50-ish causes involved already. Um, and yeah, it's it's really, really exciting. Where can people go right now to find out more about it or to help out? Yeah, there's nothing really right now and that's kind of by design because we went really public uh with the kickstarter and tried to blow it up mm-hmm. but then to keep it kind of on the down low we went back into what i call submarine mode we were like shooting fireworks off the cruise ship you know <laughs> there for a while and now we're like underwater in our submarine quietly speeding ahead um 
So I think we have a really lame splash page up at thepurposehotel.com. Okay. There'll be a website that goes up there soon. Um, and then uh, I think I have a little bit of information about it at com. And then if they go to kickstarter.com, they can search The Purpose Hotel and see our original campaign that we launched. But it's closed, so they can't donate to that anymore. But yeah, it's uh, it's happening. It's crazy. With something so big yeah, and, and, and really so important in so many ways, how do you juggle that with everything else? Like, how do you, how do you juggle something so enormous with like, oh, you have a photo shoot of person X today? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that seems like such opposite ends of, of a scale. Yeah. It is, and uh, I mean, uh, the only way to describe it is literally just one day at a time. Like, you just treat, I mean, one day, every day for me is so different career-wise. Like, today is meetings. I have hotel meetings today. Tomorrow is the same. Wednesday is an all-day photo shoot. Thursday is an all-day photo shoot. And Thursday, I fly out to speak at WPPI. All right. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, go from there to, yeah, field trip. I'm speaking at that thing as well. Then I'll come back home and dive into more hotel stuff. So it's truly shoot, speak, hotel, hotel, speak, shoot. You know, that's kind of my. What does your team look like? How do, I mean, how do you do this? Yeah, I have a um, literally right across the hall right here, the door right there is my business manager and his he has probably 10 employees over there okay and so uh they do all my accounting he has two people that do accounting so they Mm -hmm. run all my contracts and accounting and all that and then um he also runs a video production company Mm -hmm. so they have shooters and editors over there that for everything i do on c university they shoot produce and edit and all that and so basically them <laughs> right that, that's how i get everything done and uh i would truly be screwed without michael um we've been he's been my manager for 13 years and i call him my peanut butter i'm the jelly in this <laughs> equation <laughs> jelly is messy and unpredictable and uh <laughs> and uh sloppy and you know it's just a mess and then you gotta you, every creative has to have their peanut butter to you know that that predictable controlled substance to uh to go with your jelly and so i love your metaphors <laughs> thanks you man. Have so many great metaphors <laughs> thank you so yeah i tell people i'll tell creative people you gotta find your peanut butter if you want to do something that requires a business mind that requires numbers and contracts right. like right. Cause creative people are not designed for that stuff so you have to find somebody and so he and i've been doing this for 13 years together and uh it's I, I would truly like as I look back on all my endeavors over the last decade, none of them would have worked without him. They mm-hmm. just wouldn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like that's great advice. I, I've I've heard it said in so many different ways. None so uh, really eloquent as that. I love that peanut butter <laughs> and jelly analogy. But it sounds like that's really good advice for a lot of creatives in general to legitimately like listen to this. Mm-hmm. You need somebody, or most likely. Because some people can do it, but I re- I feel like those people are few and far between. You need mm. somebody to kind of hold it together on the back end, yep. whatever that looks like. Yeah, especially with numbers. Oh yeah, from a yeah. business perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because if that's not in line, mm-hmm. you're you're what you're doing isn't very sustainable. Yeah, I mean, he's the type that 
will go back and forth for weeks on a contract, mm-hmm. word for word for word for word. Mm-hmm. And you got to have somebody to do that for you. you but know? even if it's just an accountant. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Or, or even if it's just a mentor mm-hmm. that knows business if you don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the necessity of that needs to be stressed more and more mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear you do agree with me. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, really can't stress that enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I just got lucky. I was asking around for an accountant and somebody recommended him and uh still to this day don't know why he agreed to take me on because he doesn't manage other individuals he he manages his own business and then his clients are like huge corporations so i'm his only like one one one-off person so for whatever reason he took me in and I, i realized quickly that he was much more than an accountant uh he he was a just i call him a ninja his jack of all trades and so so yeah, we've been doing this for for a long time. You would call him a, a part of a part of the secret to your success, so to speak. Oh, huge! Probably yeah. the secret. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's a really really unique. We're opposites in every way. So again, the peanut butter and jelly analogy. Yeah. I mean, truly, like you can't Google him. He's not on the internet. Mm-hmm. He hates public all things public social mm-hmm. media. Like doesn't want have, has no interest. Um, he is very patient. I'm very impatient. Uh, he, I'm very trusting of people. He's not He's trusting not, right? at all. Right. Um, he is quiet and and slow and just very, very, um, very, very wise. Calculated. Oh, extremely. I like Extremely that. calculated. Yeah. Um, and I'm all things opposite of calculated. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of all that, I I, I want to know, I, and I've asked a few different people that I've gotten to talk to this question, but from your perspective, what has it been like to go from some, you know, relatively obscure, obscure, um, creative to who you are today, you know, to go from one follower on Instagram to 500 billion or whatever. I don't honestly don't know how yeah. many you have, but you're an influencer now. Like you're legit. You're you're a legit influencer in the industry and in the creative space in general. What has that ride been like? Because I'm I'm assuming you didn't start initially and think this is who I'm. These are my aspirations. This is what I want yeah. to become. No, never. Um. Yeah, it's been interesting. I don't. I don't anymore feel like I have a big following. Therefore, therefore, I was I was on everything really early, and you know, I think it was. A few years ago, Huffington Post and Forbes had this thing like they did a they did a literally a scientific study on influence and they measured across all platforms who had not the most followers, but the most actual engagement. And um, they called me and they said, uh, hey, you're the most influential photographer on the Internet. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Amazing. And, uh, this was four years ago. And so so at the time I, I was all over it and I loved it and it was a big piece of what I do but I would I would say these days I'm probably I don't even crack the top 200 list because there's so Mm -hmm. many other that's all changed so much I would say these days the most influential photographer is uh, Humans of New York I mean that oh yeah it's crazy they blew blew up yeah I mean million tens of millions of followers and um, and I'm proud of Brandon the guy that runs it he has nailed nailed something really special there and so so yeah I don't I don't 
even almost claim that I'm a big deal anymore, but there for a while it was, it was definitely a huge part of what I do. And so I'm, but I'm called, uh, I feel called and led to, to lead. Cause I think, um, I think kids these days, you know, like <laughs> air the, quotes, just yeah, air quotes, <laughs> just um, so people know <laughs> they, there's so many bad influences on, mm. on young people, uh, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just full of just not, not not bad, but just vanity, just filled with vanity. And so I just really think that, um, the young people need, need to see leaders who prioritize family first, children first, spouses first, um, who, you know, are, are using the creativity to do good things in the world versus just promote themselves. And so I feel led to to continue to do that i want to show people that you can be really creative but if you use that creativity as a force to help people and to think creatively in times of need that's a really interesting uh take on creativity because most all creative people are just using it to say look at me look at me look at me i'm awesome i'm awesome um so i'm always like okay I got, I realized quickly that I, I didn't love promoting myself, didn't mm-hmm. love making things. I mean, it's a, nece- it's still a necessity to some degree. I still have to push my whatever, promote myself, but I hate it. Um, and so I'm always like, how can I use my instincts and ideas to, to do interesting things that will help people. But again, if you need something promoted, you can get somebody to do that, right? Yeah. I mean... I mean, these days it's really just the hotel projects that we're doing, and we got a ton of. I mean, that thing was, it, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I know how to, I know how to get attention when I need it, but I don't often need it. I haven't needed it in a while. What sort of advice do you have for for people that are just jumping into this primordial soup of creation and and ambition and entrepreneurship and everything that we call this space of photography and design right now. That's a big, that's a big question. It's broad and open-ended Yeah, <laughs> by design. I mean, cause it's yeah. different, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Then it was even 10 or 15 years ago. It's yeah, so gosh, different. Gosh, even three years ago, it just mm. keeps, it just keeps evolving so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the, it's the age old, like you, you just have to figure out what you want to say and what you're, you know, saying you want to be a photographer is so generic and so okay it's like well that's a good start Mm -hmm. but even within photography there's so many different genres Mm -hmm. like if you want to be a musician you're gonna have to decide well do i want to do country music pop rock rap jazz (laughs) hip-hop you know right um and in photography we kind of have the same genres are you gonna shoot weddings are you gonna shoot concerts food architecture portraits bands um and the list is a mile long of different, and then within that range, then it's like, well, all of those have drastically different levels of income mm-hmm. and, and roads to success. The roads to success and all of those are so different. Right. Um, and so, and then once you figure that out, which road you're going to take, which genre, then it's like, all right, what's going to be your unique approach you know how is your voice going to be different than all the other thousands of people doing that and uh 
it's it's the million dollar you know if i could teach that you know everybody yeah. everybody in right. the world will be listening to me nobody can teach that it's it's everybody's journey to i like that to figuring that out you yeah. know what is that unique thing gonna be and it's uh it's super tricky i know you're a tremendous family man mm-hmm. how do you handle all of this all of the things that you're doing all of the all of your commitments and all of your ambitions within this industry um and be a good husband and a good dad yeah again uh, it's just a day at a time it's it's you have to prioritize and choose your family like with every decision you can um so for example i mean i turn i turn down so many things that mm-hmm. that i probably should do that i just don't want to cuz i'd just rather be home like when i travel to speak I push my flying time to the very last second I can. Yeah. I speak, and then as soon as I'm done speaking, I fly home. You're in and out. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't choose to stay and schmooze and network and all mm-hmm. that because it, it just doesn't interest me. I don't want to. I don't like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, I'm very efficient with my travel and uh, I'm in and out. And so um, and then I'm not traveling and shooting as much, and that's part of why I've slowed down purposely shifting everything I do because I don't want to be gone you know I realize what it would take to um again here comes another analogy mm-hmm. you know people a lot of people think that I you know at least a few years ago that I was like at the top of the photo industry like yeah the best of the best and I'm like no I, I never was that but if the photo industry was the NBA like I feel like I made it into the NBA <laughs> and I'm maybe on one of the teams <laughs> But like Annie Leibovitz is LeBron James and, you know, even uh, when you make the all-star team, I'll put it that way. There's all these amazing photographers in my mind that would be there. But at the same time, I realized what it would take to become an all-star or Annie Leibovitz and that what that would take is an insane amount of choosing career over family. That would take using yeah. partying, network, right. networking, traveling all the time. Yeah, and I have friends that are on that rocket ship mm-hmm. to that level, and they're they travel twenty four seven. They're always out and about. Always, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. not just out and about, but literally on planes. Oh I'm yeah, like, I don't want that to be my life. I don't right. want to be jet setting all the time and leaving my wife to raise our four kids. It's right. just not of interest to me. She probably wouldn't appreciate that either. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, it's like, I'd really understand what it would take to, to just dominate in the photo industry. And it's just like, just not, not of interest. Yeah. Who of the people in your mind that dominate blow you away right now? You said Annie and who else is up there that you, that you're just constantly like, wow, that's awesome. And they're rocking it. Yeah. Well, my, again, I'm in the genre of portraits and, Mm -hmm. um, entertainment and so I don't know anything about what's going on in the wedding industry, which I know a lot of your listeners are in that world. But in my world, um, there's a guy named Miller Mobley that's killing it. Uh, he's a real young guy shooting amazing portraits. My friend Robbie Klein is doing an incredible job. Uh, he's got this deal with Getty where he's literally shooting every celebrity oh, really? in the world every week. I mean, it's amazing to watch. Um, but then there's uh, there's like... I would say in the NBA All-Star cast. Um, <laughs> yeah. People I follow would be Dan Winters, uh, Frank Ockenfels, um, 
gosh, Peter Yang. I love what John Keatley is doing. Um, I always love watching what Joey's doing, Joey L. Um, yeah, he's he's solid. Um, gosh, there's so many more. I'm spacing off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch, and I do enjoy kind of like not really being in the game, but just observing and seeing who all's doing what. Who who are you outside of the game? If the if photography and and the industry and and all of that is a game, mm-hmm. and you. You come out of the locker room and you go home at night. Yeah. Who are you outside of all this without a camera? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've come to think of myself really just as an ideas person. Um, I, I hate creative as noun. I'm a creative. Yeah. But I have realized that, like, man, I, you know, we as creative people, we, we want to attach that identity to ourselves. Mm. Like so many photographers bios on Instagram or Twitter or whatever just says the word photographer period <laughs> like that's our you know and it needs to be said in that really low voice photographer <laughs> you know uh like yes, that, that works we're so hungry to attach that identity to ourselves and yeah. so but I've realized over time it's like man I was never a designer I'm yeah. not a photographer I'm not a whatever i just have a lot of ideas and my tools change yeah. my tools for the last decade has been a camera mm-hmm. um, before that it was graphic design and a computer mm-hmm. and now it's a whole new world and i'll always use my past tools i'll always be a photographer but i don't know that that will be my main trajectory in terms of income or you know whatever and so um i just i mean i have ideas for tv shows for for books, for apps, for, uh, again, obviously hotels. Um, I just have ideas for so many things. And so I enjoy Life is so short that I, I find it boring to only do, only use one tool my whole life, you know, only use a camera. So I, I find Is that it, what you primarily attribute your ability to evolve? Because we all know people that are, their, their feet are in the sand or their heads are in the sand. Yeah. And they're, and they're stuck. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute your ability to change and evolve and, and to not, maybe to not be afraid? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I attribute that to. That's a good question. Um, but I think you just kind of nailed it on the head. Like to, um, I would say most of my creative friends are really afraid of to trust something new, to change. So I have a lot of buddies right now that are actually super jaded a lot of them they're in the music field where mm. they're just not they're past their primes they're not making money yeah but they think they can only do music the rest of their lives oh, okay and i'm like dude hang it up like leave music <laughs> like literally stop and go do something because i've been amazed at how more fulfilled i am doing things that don't involve photography but Five years ago, I would have never thought that. I thought, oh, photographers are the rest of my life. It's the only thing I can ever do. But as I've gone into new uh, genres, I'm like, wait a minute. This is even more fun than that was, you know? So you're able to look back in hindsight and see the photography is kind of a stepping stone yeah. to where yeah. you're at now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so I just think that we're, as creative people, we can do a lot of different things. Uh, it doesn't have to be the one identity you know um 
So we have some really epic country music playing in the <laughs> seafood restaurant next to me. I don't know if you can hear that. Get out of here. You're Alan Jackson when you eat your shrimp. <laughs> well, everyone will just have to grin and bear that. Yeah. You know what? Uh, let's let's finish with this. I, I, I've done this with a few people, too, and I, I, I kind of like this concept, but it's sort of a call call to action. Mm-hmm. What What would you suggest uh, people do, um, right now. Like if, if someone's struggling, if Mm -hmm. someone, um, whether it's like to find their niche and to focus on that, just a, a short little clip of advice or a suggestion, uh, to anybody that might be in a spot today where they're really struggling with the Mondays and it, they do that on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday too. What, what do you have to say to somebody to kind of lift them out of that or challenge them? Yeah, I would encourage people to go on a detour. And what I mean by that is uh, I think as creative people, we all have our bookmarks in our browsers. We're all following the same people every day. Mm -hmm. So I would say maybe change up all your visual diet and maybe change Mm -hmm. up unfollow. Uh, If you're following only wedding photographers, unfollow them and go follow the fashion industry and go follow what's happened that or go follow music photographers and and literally change up your your visual intake and your just visual see. diet i yeah. really like that yeah the diet yeah. word's a triggering word for me however <laughs> <laughs> i think it i think it makes a lot of sense i've never heard it put like that but yeah. i like the concept yeah yeah change change what you're what you're eating every day and because uh, <laughs> i do think i've always been amazed at how um different genres of photography and form what I'm doing in my genre. You yeah. Know, I do love following the wedding industry and the fashion industry and especially the fine art. The fine art industry probably uh, influences me the most, but it's not my industry. But I love, right. uh, I love, it just inspires me. I mean, you can see those two pieces behind you. Yeah. Like that's where my head really lives. Um, so yeah, change up your diet. I like it. That's your, your, what'd you call it? Your visual diet? Is that yeah, your right? visual diet, yeah. Your visual diet. Change that up. Okay, I like it. Dude, I really appreciate this. Of course. This was awesome. Yeah. It's great to be here in your space. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time. Absolutely. And I will let you get back to life and family. And, <laughs> and, all I'll, say, the... and I'll say you both. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. I can't say that word very well. <laughs> that was your breakfast today. I, I had a big fat egg and chicken sandwich or something like Love that. Love it. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Have a yeah. great day. All right. You too. Thank you. <laughs>